Welcome to More Than Myths. What'd you drink? Classic lime. Ooh. Margarita style. Oh. Margarita style style. <laughs> Doing some just some classic truly. Yeah. I, I don't think they're technically classic because they're margarita style. So Yeah. No. Ugh, I, I need just, to get that flavor again. I, I love miss. it. I kinda Go ahead. It's a little salty. Mm-hmm. I love the salt. Love the salt. Yeah. I wish they did a whole pack of the mango habanero. Ooh, those ones are good. I wish they just that I had the whole pack of them. Whole pack to yourself. Hear us truly. We want a whole pack of mango habanero. Just like, you know how Starburst did all pink Starbursts? Yes. 100%. Just give us give us what we want, please. 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 Yes, nice. <laughs> please. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your consideration. I uh, we appreciate it wholly. Mm. Oops, spoilers. Truly, <laughs> truly, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Well, how are you? Um. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We recorded last week, and then we had a horrible <sighs> situation that our upload didn't work. It was a debacle. And then I logged you. in today and it's there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you called me when I was going into a cornfield and oh, I was yeah. <laughs> falling flat on my face because it was very dark. Breaking rules. Haley. And I the needed rule breaker. We, oh, you know me. They had two teenagers standing at the entrance of the corn maze and they were like, this corn maze is closed. And there was people standing around. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? and then i yelled out i was like i apologize i'm sorry i'm not mad at you and so we went around the side of the corn maze and entered from the side from a a side door yeah Mm -hmm. i just needed a little corn maze this year that's all so we did i wonder why it was closed so early uh because they are not open late they're only Mm. open until like nine o'clock and so they clear every i know it's dumb they clear everybody out corn maze I, you got me because they can't have people just roaming around their farm, I guess. I guess so. So did you guys go out the main entrance or did you have to leave the back way? You came in. We went out the main entrance. We went in the side and out the front. <laughs> wow. That's so bold. That's bold. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely turned around and watched us walk out. <laughs> and just smiled at us and was like, I mean, what is she gonna do? She can't. I know. We already She's a little baby. The rules. She right. was also like sixteen years old. What is she gonna do? Yeah. Not that we would be mean to her, but no. you know what is also. But what is she gonna do against grown ass adults breaking the adults. rules? Breaking the rules. Nothing. Which is so that's a pretty banned. soft rule to break. That's a pretty soft rule. If I was like, I don't know, breaking a hard rule. I don't know what a hard rule is, but you get what I'm saying. You know, no kicking. <laughs> no kicking. 
There was no kicking. Absolutely. There was just no me yelling obscenities and then apologizing. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifetime ban for kicking at the corn yeah, maze. Right. <laughs> Don't kick in the corn maze. They'll probably Don't. have that sign up next year. Just oh, for sure. Hiding in the corn and kicking people as they walk by trying to Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just oh attack people. Yeah, no, that's not funny. Don't do that, please. That's Don't attack definitely people. Definitely have people get not. like karate chopped. You it's get, not allowed. You'll get kicked in the funny bone, or your toes get stepped on, or you're gonna get punched in the throat. <laughs> wow. I'm well. Okay. Picture it. You're walking through a court maze, and somebody mm-hmm. jumps out at you, and it's kind of oh, dark, and you're expecting, yeah, 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 yeah. not defense. a human being. Yeah, defense. <laughs> of course, not a human. <laughs> no. Humans don't hide in fucking corn mazes. No. Are you kidding? You are expecting an alien. I was expecting yeah. an alien. One hundred percent. Okay. So I'm gonna defend myself. That's yes. why I said throat punch. That makes more sense. I was kind of going from like yeah. just like um and an assault thing you sure. know like oh somebody's yeah. gonna punch you in the throat i was like what but defense wow defense completely makes against sense. aliens yes <laughs> defense against the corn aliens oh fuck aliens man anyway. no thank you anyway oh my god um i did want to say i talked to my brother a little bit about my dad's episode to kind of see like i was like do you remember him telling us that story and he was like yeah, I remember it, but I definitely remember it being like it had some alien undertones to it. Really? Yeah. So I was Yuck. like, because I kind of remember that too. Like something was like, and maybe that's like our only understanding of paranormal when we were younger was aliens, mm, but it was sure. like, you know, but I don't think so. So anyway, that was like, ooh, yeah, I guess I kind of remember it being a little bit alien y too Yuck. but i was just another perspective on that story that i was like yeah no thanks yuck no thank you no thank you next next please i don't next, like that please. story at all yuck i know have you guys gone to the corrals yet no no are you gonna did christopher was he like let's go right now Yes. Yes, he did. I was like, he fucking did. I know he did. I yeah, know he, he wanted did. to. He's and like, we have the car that would make it up there if the gate was open. So yeah. it that's. We'll see. We'll if see you do happens. it, you have to take tons of photos. It has to be. You oh, have to go we'll at take, like eleven we'll a.m. I'll just take a video. We'll yeah, just video Ooh, the whole no. thing, and then we'll speed the bar. It's speed the boring parts up. Ooh, that just gave me full on chills. The shiver. The 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 shivers. The shivers. Yeah, but if we go at 11, we won't see anything. So that's why we got to go at night. No, you don't want to go for the ghost. I would. That's what I would do. That's what I, but that but that's what I would do. Oh, you're insane. I am not. I it's just what I would do. <laughs> I mean, agree to disagree. <laughs> Stop making me snore. Snap it. That's twice. That's twice. I love it. I love it so much. All right. Well, do we want to tell our friends what we're talking about today? Even though they've seen the episode title and you should probably know by now. You should probably know. We're going to actually talk about aliens. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not talking about Throat aliens. punching. Psych. 
<laughs> aliens on the cord. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not talking about aliens today. No, We're going to talk about... Troy. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a lag. I was waiting for you to say it. Ne- negative. I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Let's try it again. Let's try it again. Okay, this time no, you know. It's perfect. I'm not editing it. I'm not changing it. I'm gonna fucking leave it. We've never had a better take in our lives. <laughs> sound excited <laughs> well I kept waiting for you to like say something and I, I thought maybe there was a lag <laughs> I was like don't feel the silence cringe she's gonna say it nope she's gonna say it <laughs> nope I was waiting for you nope <laughs> communications I should have like pointed at you or something like we've been doing take this it for away, a year. Corinne. It's nothing, you guys. <laughs> we just don't know what we're doing. Oh still. my gosh! Oh still. my god! We have no idea what we're doing. Ooh, that no made joke. me cry of joy. Yeah, Tears. we're we're talking about Troy. Yeah, we are. Um, this is our third episode on Troy, right? Mm-hmm. Third episode. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. if you missed any of our previous episodes, we are spending season two. Um, slowly working through um, the lore, the history, the myth that is Troy. Yeah. Going over all the people, places, things, events. Everything you need to know. In some detail. Yeah. So we're still kind of doing some character building because we have some pretty important people that we're going to meet today. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we're getting close. We're kind of getting close to the end of who's who and what's happened to lead up to Troy the start of the war the start of the war yeah Yeah. yep um again just so you guys know our reference and our one and only source for these episodes are the books from Stephen Fry and this is one book not books just um Troy by Stephen Fry so Mm. If you want to look up our source or if you want to check out the source material yourself, if we stir something inside of you and you need to know more, we love that for you and check it out. The book is great. It has some really good pictures, has some really good art, and his writing is just like we, I don't use a lot of what he says because what he says is so uniquely him. Yep. Um, It's great. So yeah. if you have a chance to pick it up, do it. There's one point I was reading in what I'm covering today, and he's talking about all these families and this betrayal and this incest thing, and mm-hmm. it was all of this. And he's like, there's a sentence, he's like, if you kept up, I'm very proud of you, or something like that. <laughs> you know, he like, he like breaks the fourth wall in his books yeah. and like a- addresses the reader. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, it's great. It's great. Yeah, and if if reading's not your jam and you prefer an audiobook, mm. he narrates his own book and he does all of the voices and yeah. it's worth it. So good. So It is so good. good. All right, who are we talking about today? 
Haley. I think I think it's you. I think you're gonna go. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the way that we kind of set up, see, guys. Yeah, we still don't know what we're doing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go for it. Take it away. Take it away, Ern. I yeah. Come on, you know that Harry Potter line, don't you? Uh. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, I just know the. Pinchers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, now I can't leave it be. So it's because it's in the third one when they're driving the bus, the night bus, and the little shrunken right. head is like, take it away, Ern. Take it away, Ern. So, anyway. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Really important. Thank you for the clarification. Really that important, important clarification for you today. Okay. We are going to start with our next person, key player in the Trojan War, and maybe the one, the only reason for a Trojan War, some may argue, mm. is Helen. Who is Helen? We're not talking about that yet. We're going to backtrack. <laughs> Psych. Again. Psych. Just kidding. No, I did. We're not wanna... talking about that. We're talking about aliens of the corn. Just kidding. We're not covering trade off. <laughs> um, okay. So when I just kind of want to recap where we last left Paris, because I'm telling mm. everybody's stories succinctly and together. So. Um, who is Helen? When we last left Paris, we, he, uh, we talked to, when we talked about Troy, um, he was be like, he decided to become a prince of Troy mm-hmm. and, uh, decided he was going to learn about the kingdoms, learn about his family. Priam is educating him personally on all of this information, teaching him the ways of the world and the politics of this area in the Mediterranean. And he is telling him about his aunt. Aunt, fuck, what's her name? I can't remember either. Uh, Hassan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's her. Cool. I love that. My notes were right there. Um, his aunt Hassan, who's Priam's older sister, who sacrificed herself to save Priam when Heracles was there. You know all this stuff. Um, he's telling her, he's telling him about where she lives and like the kingdom that she lives in. And then he's kind of covering different areas and he eventually gets to Sparta and he's like, yes, Sparta, this is where King Menelaus and his wife, Helen rule Sparta together. And Paris hears this, loses his mind. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go save my aunt Hesione from her capture and bring her home and Priam is like amazing thank you so much you're such an angel no no he's, he's not. not um and so yeah he's off to find this Helen who we know nothing about yet so mm-hmm. how did she become the beauty that is still talked about to this day um Helen has some interesting family history and there's actually two stories about how she was conceived um, so the first story is her mother and father, Ty- Ty- Tyderus and Lydia. So 
Tydarius is the king of Sparta and Lydia is the queen of Sparta. And one day they were just getting busy on the riverbank like you do. And he had finished and left his wife laying beautifully naked in the sun on the riverbank. And was he was headed back. Um, while she's laying there, um, relaxing in the sun, she is joined by her husband again. So he like, she's like kind of closing her eyes and laying there and she's very surprised. She's like, wait a minute. You don't usually go twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so she's just like, uh, what's happening? And she opens her eyes and she sees white feathers and she is being accosted by a swan. And accosted is a nice way of putting it. I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, what the fuck would you do? A giant swan on yeah. top of you? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's... Like, raping you. Not yeah. like you're not. Like, it's not nice. No. 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 It's... Um. So who else could this be than our favorite horn dog, Zeus? Mm-hmm. Um. He was, you know. Up in the clouds, being Zeus, doing Zeus things, looks down, sees this, this beautiful naked woman on the riverbank and decides that that's as, uh, enough well, consent enough. for him. Yeah. He's just going to hop hop on down there. And so he decides that he's going to go down there um, as a swan. And there have been other stories of him changing into a bull, an alligator, a mouse, <laughs> And those are the last two aren't true, but it's all kinds of things he's turned into to have sex with women. And so because I don't know if this is explicitly true, but I think that this is the case. It's because he can like say, oh, that wasn't me. That's no right. How could I? That's not me. Yeah. Um, Oh, I would never. Not not I. Not Uh, because Hera, the goddess of all gods is uh insanely jealous and also the goddess of marriage so she's like to be cheated on is just the worst he's just the worst yeah um so yeah where am i i will say though that the picture i don't know who did this art so pretty on page 65. Yeah. If you didn't know what it was depicting, that picture is gorgeous. I know. I it's know. It's so Lid- beautiful. Lydia looks so beautiful. And, like, the yeah. swan looks so soft and fluffy. Not rapey at all. Not rapey. Not a rapey swan at all. That's not a rapey swan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, enough talking about the rapes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I have written here. (laughs) (laughs) So there is this happenstance where you can conceive based two babies from one egg and two different fathers. And in this case, she had been impregnated by her husband as well as Zeus. Mm-hmm. And not only was she having twins, she was having two sets of twins. 
so that's kind of the crazy part. I mean, all mm-hmm. of it's crazy. Let, all never of mind. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. So then, forget you have two sets of twins who have two sets of fathers, right? Or two fathers. So when the the time comes to have the babies, she doesn't deliver babies. She lays two eggs. Um, and in the first egg uh, are born Castor and Clymenestra. And then <laughs> I wrote whatever her name is. I couldn't remember <laughs> Clymenestra's name. Um, and then Polydeuces or Pollux and Helen are born from the other egg. Um, and so all of these twins are considered siblings they're all mm-hmm. you know together all the time and they're all very look good looking everybody's good looking like not helen good looking but everybody's good looking everybody's Ooh, time for bed it's time for bed um so i'll come back to this in a minute the second story is that zeus turned into a swan and forced himself on the goddess nemesis um and chased her through the woods where she was turning into creatures one after another trying to get away from him right, she'd turn into yeah. a fish and swim away or she'd turn into a uh, doe and run and you, you know she eventually turns into a goose and he turns into a swan and then they are they do it forced do it um do it. and he is finally able to catch her better as a swan was she as a goose and it's good to know that Nemesis is actually the goddess of divine retribution. Mm, so okay. possibly Helen's mother being the goddess mm-hmm. of divine retribution. Um, so she ends up laying an egg. Helen is born, but then she gives her to the queen of Sparta, Lydia, who raises her with her other three children as her own. Um, so regardless, either way, Helen is the daughter of Zeus. Which this was news to me. I did not know this outside oh, of this okay. book. So yeah, yeah. Um, back to them all being hot. There's no really better way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> They're all hot, but Helen's beauty is no match. Um, her sisters would be; she'd be completely attractive and totally desirable and sought after if Helen wasn't in the picture. Um, but still, she's very beautiful. Um, so all these twins are now growing up together, and there is this story of the king of Athens being coerced or like convinced by his friend to actually kidnap Helen when she's 12 years old. Right, yeah. And it was like a lot of interchangeable characters, and I don't really understand the point of that kind of one off except that Helen got kidnapped um, Mm -hmm. and she's actually rescued by her brothers and they're actually they have a name Pollux and Castor um, called the Dioscuri so they come to her rescue and bring her home so maybe it's going to show that like that twin connection or they're like looking out for her is super Mm -hmm. important Mm mm-hmm Um, So as she becomes a young woman and her beauty starts to flourish, um, so did her prospects. And now the far reaches of Greece have all come to hear of her beauty and um, grace. She's also super funny and super personable and very 
fun to be around. So not only is she like gorgeous, but she's got a great personality. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who is this? Um, Helen. Helen. <laughs> so all across the Mediterranean, people are talking about her beauty and Helen. Helen. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing ah oh, she's so beautiful she's so beautiful <laughs> it reminds me of kung fu panda the last one. Oh, who is that oh she's amazing oh she's oh, beautiful so beautiful <laughs> who's saying that <laughs> you are like, stop it oh you are it's <laughs> my so favorite good. one besides the first one. <laughs> oh, i know i do love that one i cry in the second one every time every oh. time I'm sure I cry when they. I cry all the time. When so they it's hard off for me to remember all the pandas. distinctly when I cry or don't cry. Oh right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I was in um, downtown yesterday getting my tattoo, mm-hmm. and I accidentally was in the middle of a crosswalk. I was being a total asshole, but it was diagonal, and so I just wasn't looking at where the crosswalk started. I was looking at like the this corner, and. Mm-hmm this lady walked by and I was like in the middle and then there was someone behind me. So I couldn't back up. So I was like trapped, you know, it was just the asshole in the middle of the crosswalk. And she like walks around me and she like hits my car and then flipped me off. And I was like, and she just walked by and I was like, Oh my God. Like, I'm so sorry. I like, I was like, I know I'm sorry. It's terrible. It's me. I'm like, I'm bad. I'm and then so, I just like so started sobbing because I can't oh, handle no. any kind of confrontation or people being mad. So, just so you know, I'm super sensitive, baby. It's fine. Back to Troy. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just gonna keep doing it. So, the king of Sparta is stressing because he's like, I know that no matter what I do, someone is going to be pissed off that you know, someone that like I didn't pick them. So mm-hmm. he's stressing about suitors for Helen and doesn't really know what to do. So he decides that, um, you know, um, my gosh, I got distracted. I wrote bullshit and I'm trying to say why, why I said bullshit, but, um, he's stressed out. He's freaking. He doesn't know what to do. He needs to convince he needs to convince everybody that there's no need to go to war over Helen. Like I'm just, we'll figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, so at this point, everybody starts coming to Sparta, like to stake their claim or put in their name or try to become her suitor or, you know, just be present. All that, like, no, thank you all that in your all that castle attention. and you have to feed all of them all that like tension and like yeah yeah oh, that'd be a lot <clears throat> yeah and so it's like a big event it's a mm-hmm. big party there are a ton of people vying for her hand so um one of the guests in attendance is odysseus of ithaca and he doesn't seem interested but he's here with all these people so um, Odysseus is known for being very uh, cunning and clever and very well versed in politics. So he has some good ideas um, and he's very good counsel. So one night he's sitting talking with the king uh, and he was 
King's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Odysseus is like, well, I have an idea. And the King's like, literally lay it on me. He's like, well, I have one request and I will happily help you figure out this problem. He's like, anything. If you can figure out how to not start a war, like lay it on me. So he um, says, hey, your niece, Penelope, is betrothed to some prince somewhere, and I'm in love with her. And she's in love with me, and she doesn't want to marry this dude. So, And you're the guy to say that that marriage is off, so can you please make it happen? And he was like, sure. No problem. You fix my problem, I'll fix your problem, and she'll be on the next boat with you (laughs) to Ithaca. So Odysseus gives him an idea. So the next day, the king has an announcement. They're like, oh, he's finally picking. Yay, we're going to like get to go home, and then it's going to be great. Um, Everybody's like, I hope it's me. I hope it's me. And Helen. 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 Um, I don't know when she got spooky, but. (laughs) I don't know either. Uh, So at this point, they decide he makes an announcement and says, we're doing a lottery. And to gain a ticket or put your name into the lottery, you have to pay a price. And everybody's like, oh, what? Gold, treasure? And he's like, no, not gold or treasure. (laughs) You have to swear an oath that if you don't win the lottery, that you will you and your armies and your kingdoms will always stand behind Helen and her chosen husband or her lottery winning husband <laughs> and support them. <laughs> so that way they are like, so that way they're not like, they can't hurt Helen. Right. Right. And so if yeah, they hurt Helen's the guy, husband, they're I mean, hurting Helen. Right. Yeah. Cause it's not, I mean, if it's a lottery, it's not, you know, it's up to chance. Yes, exactly. So, um, once you sign this binding co- contract or make this oath in front of all these people, you can put your name in. So everybody starts kind of putting their names in. Lots of different um, candidates. The one of mention that I know specifically that's going to show up later in the story is Patroclus, who is related in some other ways. Um is present at this event as well, but is part of swearing in this oath. Um, so they draw the lottery and the winner is Menelaus, who is a promising young prince. I think they're considered princes. They're just mm-hmm. cast out of their kingdom right now. And that's a whole other story that I'll might I have to come back to because I didn't cover Menelaus and Agamemnon very deeply. But mm-hmm. Agamemnon is Menelaus's older brother who has plans on taking back their kingdom and they're going to win this fight that they're getting ready to do and whatnot. So he's happy for his brother, but then he's kind of not. So he goes up to the king, Agamemnon goes up to the king of Sparta and says, you know, hey... I would have been the better pick. And the king's like, yo, you swore an oath and this is your brother. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm happy for my brother. (laughs) I'm not doing anything, but I'm the oldest and I'm going to take back the kingdom. Like I could have made your daughter a queen. 
it almost instantly and he's like hmm you know okay well have you looked at my daughter um what's her name again Clymenestra. Clymenestra. and he's like what do you mean he's like well i was really focused on marrying helen and making sure she was settled before i shifted to Clymenestra. but she is eligible and she is not offered to anyone and she's beautiful you know how do you feel you you know your your brother is marrying helen and you can marry Clymenestra. and then you know we have this really great um like what is it alliance alliance thank you it's like a fucking mm-hmm. what word is this what word am i trying to say alliance so um agamemnon agrees so him and Clymenestra are married and Menelaus and Helen are married. So Agamemnon goes to win this war and take back his kingdom. Can't remember what the kingdom's name is. I'll talk about it later. And um, Clymenestra is made queen of said place. Um, is it? I can find it really fast. Ma- I feel like it's like Minotaur. Like Mena, Menadas or something. Mycenae. Mycenae. There you go. So he makes yeah, her the, he the, tells he tells Tyndareus and Odysseus that he's gonna like go and drive his uncle and his cousin from his kingdom because they stole it from him and all this stuff. And he does. And he, he does. does. Fucking he fucking kicks ass and he takes a bunch well. of other shit. Yeah. Well, and he's like <laughs> he, he's skilled in war. He's skilled in what yeah. he's doing. You know, he was yep. ready for this. So, mm-hmm. Clymenestra becomes the queen of Mycenae. And then um, Tyndareus decides, hey, you know, Menelaus, you are young. My daughter is young. You guys can just take over the throne. So, he steps down mm-hmm. and they take over as being king and queen of Sparta. So, yeah. Right? I did it. What? What? Um, oh, no. And... Everybody is just fine, living their lives, happy as can be. Because like Helen was thought Menelaus was handsome. Like they got along. Yeah, she was. They got she along was actually really well. Her her choice. Mm-hmm. Um, of all the yeah. people to be pulled, so it was like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a. F- I mean, it was forced, no. but it wasn't a like negative thing. Yeah. So yeah, she probably wasn't like terribly upset. No. She got to be queen of her own city, you know, like. Right. She didn't have to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. It worked out. Yeah. And then this is all before Paris's boat arrives. Mm. Paris. Paris. He's he's fine. And that's what I have on Helen. Perfect. The beauty, the queen of Sparta. Helen. Helen. Right. So the next person we're going to talk about is another big player, um, very big player in all of the Z. Um, yeah. What you just said. <laughs> so it's been quite a few years 
and uh, Thetis and Peleus have had six children together. So it's been quite a few years. Yeah. Um, they have had six boys, but each one of them disappeared early in their infancy. And Peleus doesn't really ask Thetis any questions because he can tell that she's clearly distressed. She's very upset that her babies are disappearing. Um, he's not understanding really what is going on with their baby boys. And it is it was common for babies to not really live out of infancy. You know, right. way back in the day, it was really common for babies to not survive. So he doesn't, it's not in his nature to really like push her for more details. Right. So Thetis finds herself pregnant again with their seventh son, seventh baby, seventh. She's pregnant for the seventh time. Right. And she goes to her father's palace, uh, the sea god Nereus, and she's talking to him. And while they're visiting over crab cakes, <laughs> she mentions. It's so very upsetting. I've done everything right. And she's kind of mumbling to herself. And I'm I I'm sure I've done everything right, but the babies still burn. And her father looks up and he's like, burning babies. And she says, I'm gonna live forever. And forever is so long. If I have a son with Peleus, he's gonna be mortal. And I'm gonna lose him. Before I even get to know him, he's going to be old and decrepit and he's going to die. Right. And I'm not even going to get to know him. He's going to be gone in the blink of an eye. And I, you know, I've accepted that this is what's going to happen with Peleus, but I don't want my son to die. I want my son to live forever. Mm -hmm. And her father kind of looks at her confused and he's like, well, any son that you have with a mortal man is going to be mortal. So, like, what's your point? <laughs> And she's like, right, but not if I make him immortal. The Oceanids told me that there's a way to do that. And they assured me that what I'm doing is right, but I'm something keeps happening. And her father looks at her and he says, you consulted Oceanids on this. <laughs> <laughs> They don't know anything. Like, what did they tell you? She said, well, to immortalize a human child, I just need to smear him with ambrosia and then hold him over a fire. And I've done this. I've done this exact thing. I've done it six times. But every time I do it, when I hold my baby over the fire, the baby screams and burns up and dies. Ugh. Well, of course. I know it's terrible. So. He's like, well, of course your baby's burned up, you silly, silly girl. And she's crying and she's like, but what have I done wrong? And he, she's like, well, you didn't do it wrong exactly. You just missed a step. So first what you need to do is make your baby invulnerable. And like <gasps> the look of shock on her face and she's like, oh, I need to make him invulnerable so that he doesn't burn up and die. Like, it clicks in her mind. Right. And so she's like, well, but how do I do that? What what steps do I need to take? And he's like, you just need to go to the River Styx, give him a dip, make sure he's fully immersed in the waters, and then do the ambrosia and the fire. 
So soon after that, Thetis goes into labor and gives birth to a beautiful baby boy, mm-hmm. and they name him Ligarin. So she's hugging, she's hugging Peleus, and she's so excited, and she says, "All's gonna be it. It's all gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. He's gonna grow up. Look at how beautiful he is." And Peleus is like, "This is great. I'll sacrifice a bull, and maybe." It'll be better this time. Maybe right. the gods will be merciful. Right. So that night, when everyone's asleep, Thetis takes the baby from the crib and she sneaks out of the castle and she actually makes her way to the nearest entrance to the underworld. And she goes to the river sticks and she she's kneeling on the banks and she's holding the baby by his heel between a finger and a thumb and she dips him in the water. And she holds him there until she counts to ten. She pulls him out, wraps him in a blanket, and she goes back to the palace. She lays him on a table, and she's she's smearing him with ambrosia, and she tells him, like, you're invulnerable now. Nobody can hurt you. Nobody can break your bones. You'll never get sick. You're never going to get plague or poisoned. Um, and now I'm going to make you immortal. So she takes him to the hearth. He's covered in ambrosia, and she's holding him out in the flame and she whispers it's going to be perfect this time you're never going to die and behind her Peleus starts screaming he comes in and he sees what she's doing and he starts screaming no and snatches the baby from her and she's like you evil woman what are you doing what are you doing like can you imagine you come in and you find your wife holding your infant over the fire and now you like (laughs) the last six of your kids are all snapping like you're realizing what's happened you realize what what's happened Yeah. yeah and she cries out you don't understand give him back to me and he says i understand very well what you're doing you are a monster and you need to get out you need to leave this palace at once and she kind of looks at him and she stands up tall and she says, I will not leave. You leave. You go. <laughs> and Peleus just holds the baby close and he's glaring at her and telling her what a monster she is. And she says, just give him back to me. You don't understand what I'm doing. Peleus shouts in her face that she needs to leave. She screams in frustration, stamps her foot, and she decides then and there that she, this was ridiculous. She never should have involved herself with mortals. She has better things to do than stand here and argue with him. Right. And she disappears in a flash of light. And she's just gone. So, taking the baby in his arms, Peleus leaves the castle. And he goes to the cave where Chiron is. Mm -hmm. And uh he he talks to Chiron and he says you're very wise you've raised other children um will you please take my son until he's 10 and raise him and teach him and then I'll come back for him when he's 10 years old <laughs> poor Chiron I know he's like yes he's like I just want to be all lonely I know I, I just like to hill. be alone just let me live in my in cave, my cave. In peace. Just doing centaur stuff, man. Yeah, it doesn't happen. No. So, Chiron agrees to take the baby. And he immediately changes the name from Lagarin to Achilles. So, 
Over the next 10 years, uh, Achilles would spend time learning music, poetry, history, science, rhetoric. And when he's old enough, he actually goes back to his father's palace. And on top of all of the knowledge that he has, he learns how to use a javelin, how to throw a discus. Um, He learns how to be a good charioteer. Um, He sword fights and wrestles. And um, he also learns the art of war. I don't know what happened to our thing. Um, so by the time that Achilles is 11, he is so fast that nobody can actually catch him. He's faster than any mortal that's ever lived. So he is graceful. He's agile. And it kind of lends him this like glamour and glow around him. And everyone kind of starts to call him golden Achilles. Mm-hmm. So when he's 10, um, and he recently come back to his father's palace. Um, there's a new arrival as well. Um, it's a young boy named Patroclus. Patroclus. I always say it wrong. Um, and he was there because he had accidentally killed a child in a fit of rage. And oops. had to grow up exiled. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Grow up exiled to atone for his crimes. He couldn't stay where... And he couldn't stay with his family. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So despite this one off incident, he is described as a very balanced, kind, thoughtful young young man. And um, Patroclus and Achilles grow up together and they are virtually inseparable. They are always together. They're training together. They're learning together. Always together. Mm-hmm. So that is Achilles. Um, real quick, we're going to jump back to Troy real quick. Uh, so like you said, the last time we left Paris, he was, um, with his father. He's really into being a prince. He's settling in. His father's teaching him about, you know, the surrounding area, politics, countries, and he finds out about Helen. So, of course, like you said, he comes up with this plan and he's going to bring his aunt home um, from Salamis. King Priam's mm. so stoked. He's so excited. This is such a good idea. I'm going to have the shipbuilders build you a beautiful new ship. Um, we're going to have six smaller ships that are built to kind of act as your protective envoy to make sure that nothing happens because pirates. Yeah. And the day comes that they set sail and they're all gathered at the dock and Cassandra is there. And if you remember, she is the one that is cursed and yeah. she's screaming, don't let him sail. He's not going to Salamis. He's going to go to Sparta. Just sink the ships because if he returns, it's going to be all of our deaths. Just let him drown. Nobody hears her. Nobody no. pays any attention to her. Oh, and so instead, I know it's so sad. Everyone wishes them well, get hopes they have a safe voyage, that Poseidon is kind, and the ships head out into the open sea. Oh my God. As soon as they're away from Troy, Paris tells the crew that they're not going to rescue his aunt, they're going to Sparta. So they arrive in Sparta. And King Menelaus, he's now king. He welcomes the party with open arms. They have parties. They're very hospitable. Mm-hmm. Paris presents the king with all of the gifts that Priam thought was going to get his sister back. 
And King Menelaus thinks, like, this is the start of trade between our two countries. Like, these are two big kingdoms. They're huge. Troy and Sparta, that's a big deal. So feasting and celebration and games and all of this go on for nine days. Wow. Okay. (laughs) On the ninth day, Helen's brothers get a message from Acadia that they need to leave in a hurry. There's something happened and they need to go. Mm -hmm. So the very next day, a message comes for Menelaus and his grandfather has died and he actually needs to attend the funeral. So he leaves the next day. The city is unattended. Nobody's there. So Paris loots the palace and abducts Helen. (gasps) Yeah. They also take Helen's new baby boy, Nicostratus, and her enslaved attendant, Athera, I believe her name is. But they leave her older daughter, Hermione. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. And maybe Nicostratus was too little to be left. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Um, so in the book, it's really interesting because Stephen Fry brings up a question that I've thought about a lot reading this book. Did Helen want to go? Or, like, did she actually fall in love with Paris? Right. Because there are some parts of the story that are like, oh, right. Um, Aphrodite made it so that she fell in love with him and trying to keep her end of the bargain right. with the golden apple of discord all of this right or was she actually kidnapped and seized from her home put on a ship and like taken did away her best yeah did her best yeah with what she i mean that's a pretty such shitty situation that you find yourself in yeah so it's hard to know. I mean, it's hard to know what actually, like, how she actually felt about it. I don't know. Right. Um. So, as they're sailing away, <laughs> I just wrote, Paris is such a dick. <laughs> he is. I can't yeah. stand I hate his character. There was a time that I was like, oh, Paris. It was probably when I watched Troy. Yeah. I was going to say it was Orlando Bloom <laughs> you, 100%. You feel, you feel bad for him. Well, in in but, the movie, it's not Helen's not abducted. She is no. Like, she is a runaway. She's and, like she wants they are protecting to go. Her. Yeah. Right, because she so didn't really want to be married to Menelaus. Like, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. Who knows? Anyway, on the way home, they stop in Cyprus, Egypt, and Phoenicia. And when they're actually at their last stop in Phoenicia, the king greets him. There's a lot of hospitality. He's very kind. He's very excited that he's here, greets him. And he's repaid with being murdered. And his treasury is plundered. What the fuck? Yeah, Pierce is a dick. He takes all of the treasure and he loads his ships up even more and sails to Troy. So he... Arrives, yeah. He arrives home. Priam and his wife Hecuba and their family are totally astonished to see Helen and not their aunt, Hesione. Um, they are charmed by Helen. They think she's beautiful. They're stunned by her beauty, but she's like you said, she's funny. She's charming. She's very sweet. Right. And there's also six ships full of treasure. Like you're not gonna say no. Where where did this come from? 
you know. Oh my God, You're right? just going to kind of turn, you're just going to kind of turn an eye and not really, you know, don't think about it. I thought you were better than that, Priam. I also thought he was better than that. Maybe he didn't ask. Maybe he, I don't know. You'd have to know, though. The You'd wife know. of the king of Sparta shows up with treasure. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure that the other treasure from um, Phoenicia is also has like their sigils and stuff on it. So he's got to know what his son does. Yeah. He, he's got to know. Yeah. So um anyway uh paris's bride they got married at some point somewhere what i don't know when it doesn't it doesn't tell us where it doesn't tell us when but they got married and she's very warmly welcomed into the royal family she's they welcome her with open arms so they have a dinner one evening family dinner and of course cassandra comes in and she's screaming at them. She's wailing and sobbing. And she's telling them that Helen's presence is going to cause the death and destruction of every single one of them. If they don't put her on a ship and send her back home. And at the head of the table, Priam lifts a cup of wine and says warmly, here's to Helen. And that's it. That's, that's insane. As as gonna go. That's insane. That's <laughs> I haven't gotten it's that terrible. far, so like I haven't read that far yet. So it was new. <laughs> yeah, I when I read that he sailed home and killed the other king, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like why did he make? <laughs> That's why I wrote. Stops? He's such a dick. <laughs> yeah, like once bitch, you've been in prince for three months, kidnapping months? someone's wife, looting their treasury, and I don't know how big. I don't know how big Sparta is compared to Troy. Probably pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good sized. Oh my god! And pretty pretty big balls. Pretty pretty well, pretty like, bold. His grandpa died, mm-hmm. and he's just like leaving. Yeah. Oh, good opportunity. Oh. <laughs> While you're grieving, family. I'm just gonna take all your all your money. Just gonna take your son and your wife and all your money. Yeah, his new baby boy. Yeah, that's probably why he left Fucked up Hermione because maybe she's a girl. Probably. Ugh. Yeah, um, I mean, what you think dick. myths would you know Ugh. get a grip? But you think here we are. Nope. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so there wild. you go. Thank you. That was great. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you for being here. As always, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook for all of our podcast updates and information. And come chat with us. Come chat with us. You can send us an email at morethanmisspodcast at gmail.com if you would like to chat with us via email. We are always open to a new email message from you to us. Mm -hmm. We'd love it. Uh, wherever you podcast we also podcast if you have a minute and you could just rate and subscribe Um, if you have more time on your hands just hanging out Mm -hmm. leave a review just gives the little pod a little bump yep and as always we're always looking for more curious friends so tell your friends tell your families and tell your nerds Mm, tell everyone you know until next time stay curious Bye.